Sure about that? He makes uh he makes no none. Welcome to episode uh thirty one of the Off and Beat Podcast. Uh it is one forty two AM, technically Monday, August second, I believe. I believe August second is like some type of holiday. Just can't think of it. But um let them tell you, I love you just the way God made you. You don't make no mistakes. Even though you, all you do is acknowledge your mistakes. And what we do as a species is do nothing but focus on what we're not and mistakes. So I would say that God makes a lot of mistakes. Because if he didn't make mistakes, wouldn't that mean that you'd be so perfect-minded that you never think about your flaws or mistakes or other people's mistakes or flaws? So, I thought the whole fucking point was God is supposed to be, he was once a flawed person, or is, however you want to speak of him, in the present tense or past. You know? What the fuck do I know? I'm just a guy doing the potty. It's getting fucking fat. Jesus Christ. I've been a killing quick trip lately. Um, I've been putting some meat in between buns. But um, it's not been the type that you would brag about. It's literally just putting hot dogs and not mine in between those steamed 2 a.m. buns at quick trip. Which, even though it is a quick trip, I feel like at this pace, within about like um two months, I'm going to be a quick trip in the O.R., Get an operation on my clogged weenie arteries. I feel like, ironically, eating so many weenies, hot dogs, it's probably going to, sooner or later, clog up my arteries, which is going to cause blood flow issues to my weenie. So, uh, um, weenie Wednesdays are going to have a completely different meaning. Talk about getting your W-2s. <laughs> Get it, weenie Wednesday, W-2, square. Oh, I'm a square in all facets of life, but not when it comes to these puns. If you want to even call it that. Um, puns rhymes, ironically, puns rhymes with buns. Which means, don't forget your coleslaw. Oh, Cole World, Southside. Even though, there's nothing Southside about where I live. It's literally in the middle of fucking Georgia. I did a... I did uh, go to a house today with this lady. You know, for some reason, old people on Sundays, my job, I'm not going to say what my job is, but let's just say I uh, go to people's houses all throughout the day and I uh, drop off stuff and try to have awkward 20 second conversation that no one in that situation really wants to have. It was about 530 p.m. Nice lady. Ironically, our house address was 420. Not that I really participate in those events, but uh, I was a, uh, I was like, I was because she could tell I was struggling walking. I was a little dehydrated, didn't get my water yet. Walked to her door, and she's like, "Oh, thank God you're here, because you know, I need to feed my, I need to feed my grandkids because she definitely, you know, her kids are definitely like thirty some at this point." 
I like she's like, How's your day been? I'm like, Oh, it's alright, it's just really dry out here. And uh she was like, Yeah, we just came from South Georgia. It's dry, really dry down there. I'm like, huh, well at least we're not in Canada. <laughs> oh, because dry Canada and she was ginger, but I left that out. Um, hopefully you don't L on that. Oh, L, 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 and I've been taking a lot of those daily. Oh, oh, ginger ale. It's funny how, like, I still don't understand the science behind why the fuck ginger ale and Sprite, these type of clear sodas, are supposed to be good when you're sick, when you have sore throat. For some reason, as long as it's clear. Um, no one says to drink a Pepsi when you're throat is sore. Really? Because, I mean, Sprite and ginger ale and Sierra Mist twist up. Whatever off-brand you get. They all magically, even though they have the same amount of calories and very similar amount of sugar as like Dr. Pepper and Coke. It's like, these are good when you're sick. I don't understand why. Still carbonation, still a sugar. I guess you can understand the ginger part. Ginger ale because, you know, ginger is supposed to be good for your breathing and shit. But you know what? You probably wouldn't get sick that often if you just consume ginger more regularly. Today we are sponsored by Ghost. Sour Patch Kids. This one's a blue raspberry flavor. And I really need to get off this shit. I'm not even feeling the same zing to it as before. Um, it's not really having the same big bang. And ironically, I do have a theory. And the theory is because I'm consuming too fucking much of it. Becoming too caffeinated. I really need to get off the caffeine. I really feel like I need to get like a two-week cleanse. And, you know, just get off of it. Just drink water and uh, ginger ale. Because I guess ginger ale is caffeine-free. Can I get your caffeine in me? She said. I want to wake up to her on the sunny side. Crack an egg and then cook her some scrambled omelets. But if she wants sunny side eggs, then I will guess I'll give her some sunny side eggs. But this will always be sunny in... Philadelphia or AK Metro Atlanta because you know whatever oh man episode 31 can't believe we're 31 episodes fucking in I'm trying to think of anything that associates with the number 31 I really can't think really can't think oh man but I, I am seriously getting on the heavy side by heavy I don't mean like my face isn't getting fat I'm getting a little bit of titties Man, I'm getting a fucking gut. Like, the type of gut where you're just tired waking up with it. I feel like I'm uh, carrying a tumor in my stomach. Maybe I am. Hence, two months from now, I'll probably be in the OR. The same. Yo, man, why didn't you come to the doctor and get your blood levels checked? I said, because I know. <laughs> because I know. And I think as men... I do think we need, I'm guilty of it, we need to get out of the habit of thinking uh, we just need to get through shit, not go to the doctor when when, when we're feeling tired all the time, when our dick's not working, when our ankles aren't feeling right, when we're, you know, 
having troubles keeping the weight off, you know, because there could be blood sugar issue. You could be having diabetes. Like, ah, my hands, they're getting numb all the time. It's like, should probably go get that checked out. I was like, nah, I just need some vitamin C. We'll be all right. We always like to just say, ah, oh, we'll fix it naturally. But you know what? You should try to fix things naturally as much as you can before you go to medications or extremes. If you could do things naturally, I would always recommend that. But I think I'm kind of beyond the natural. I think I need to get on a diet. But, you know, what should I do? Leave a comment below. Should I do some bullshit vegan diet? Vegetarian? Should I just start juicing? No, I don't mean steroids because they literally have no use right now. I don't think I've lifted any re... I haven't lifted any real resistant amount of weight in probably like four months. And uh, still got the guns. I could shoot up like a mini pre-K with these guns. Oh, man. And for the audio, I just flex my biceps. I don't really have little Uzis. But the kids sure love them. The kids sure love them. I don't even care if you cry. Except I hope you would. Because if you don't cry when you're spraying preschoolers. um, I'm going to say you're emotionally distant. To say the least. By the way. Which I feel like we have to preface this nowadays. Hey. You know. Whatever you're going through. Could you not just shoot up kids? Could you just not? Shoot yourself. And be fine with it. Like, you know, people, like, get angry, and they're upset with life. And they're just like, you know what I need to do? I need to go to a theater. I need to just go to a Walmart. I just need to go to a public grocery store, to a public place. I need to go to where there's highly dense populations and just remind them of my pain. The world has caused me. Even though everyone has dealt with probably similar amount of pains. But you know what we do? We just suppress it. And we just either kill ourselves or keep living until someone kills us. And we go out with honor. Moral of the story is, there's never need to kill yourself. Never. Except, if you truly feel like you need to. If you truly feel like the world's better without you, who am I to stop you? I'm all about people making their own decisions. I would say you're going to regret it, but the reality is you're not going to live to even regret it. Regret is probably the best thing you could ever ask for in life. Because regret means you have lived a long, you have lived a life that has regrets in it. Which probably means you have taken chances. Which probably means you've lived to not take the chances you wish you took. You probably lived to regret that you married the wrong person. Which, I don't know how you ever marry the right person. Is that even a thing to marry the right person? I don't even know what that means. I married the right person. I've actually... I saw a video earlier. It's always weird when you see those YouTube fucking videos where a couple or a former couple and they'll do a video together. Talk about how glad they were to marry them but then they divorced like four years ago. It's like... I understand that, you know, just because you get divorced doesn't mean... It wasn't a successful marriage, even by definition, it's technically not successful, but you can have a happy, successful marriage and it just runs its course and nothing really bad happened. You know, you went through the course, you waited till the kids grew up and all that stuff. And then, you know, you're like, you know what? I think it's time that I 
you know, I like sleeping in my own bed. While another guy's inserting me from behind. Because I haven't let you insert in me in seven years. Oh, four scores in seven years. She's get the dick and now I'm here. Oh, she loved me. Then she pulled the pedal to the metal like a rose and she loves me not. Baby. But yeah, while watching video, they were married for like nine years. I don't remember the people. I don't even know why I was in my recommended. I haven't looked up any depressing stuff on YouTube in a while. Nor have I ever really looked at couples that I don't give a fuck about. I barely care when I'm a couple with someone. Why the fuck would I care about yours? And they were like, you know, it was the best eight years of my life. And the last year was the greatest. And then we decided to get a divorce. It's like, yeah, typically that's not how that works. Typically, typically the last year is typically like the worst. Or it's at least in like, you know, the top 10% of worst years you've had together. Typically that's what leads to divorce. Going out on top doesn't apply in divorce. You don't have the happiest, greatest year of your life together. You're not like, you know what? We've connected more than ever. We've spent more time, we've laughed more, we've lived life, we've gone on adventures and vacations. I've been, I've never been happier with you in my life. So happy, I feel like our 19 year marriage, we need a divorce. Even though in this case it was like 8 or 9 years. But they said the last year was the happiest. And the reason why they said is because once we were more real with each other and honest with each other. We realized what we weren't. We realized what we truly wanted with someone. And we smiled the day that we look into each other's eyes. We sm- They said that we smiled the day we looked into each other's eyes and said, I want a divorce. And she was like, oh my God, me too. It's like, it was like a revelation. Like they both found out that they loved each other. Like, you know, like one person says they when you're with someone, it's always weird who says I love you first. And let's say like she's the one that says I love you. And then, you know, it's a way off your shoulders because you wanted to say the second day you're with her. But you know what? You're like, you know what? I'm too cool. And then she says she loves you. And you're like, oh, my God. Thank God. Because I love you, too. They had like that type of moment. I'm pretty sure they probably had the greatest sex of their life the night that they realized we're going to get divorced and we're just going to fuck like hyenas. <laughs> hyenas actually sound like that. I didn't know fucking hyenas actually sound like. <laughs> I thought the Lion King was just doing a satire, extreme, exaggerated version. It is not exaggerated. I'll make an argument. The real hyenas are more fucking annoying. They probably had to dial it down just to not annoy the audience. But hey. Hyenas. But, um, I was watching the video and I was like, this is very odd. And I understand that, like, you don't have to be crying or sad when you get divorced. When, if you know it's time and you both are on the same page and nothing drastic happened that typically leads people to divorce. But let's say the last year was the happiest of your life. If it was so happy... And you truly found out who each other was. Wouldn't that actually mean. 
that you would want to be with them more? This is why I don't know shit. I don't know fucking shit. I'm a fucking idiot. I don't know. Teach their own. Who the fuck am I? I'm 100% that bitch. As Lizzo would say, me and her have something in common the way we struggle with our weight. I felt like I was about to do a little mermaid impression or a little mermaid ripoff, but um, I do not have a very high uh, amount of time I could survive underwater. I feel like even if you were giving me those snorkels, I would still be like two minutes top just because that's who I am. She's in love with who I am, just not salt water or the sea at all because of the pressure. Ah, uh, man. Blaming it on the... I did a... What was it? Let's see. Um, What do I want to get into today? As you could tell, not much plan. But I'm not... I do really need to get back in the shape. I just wonder, how do I go about it, huh? Do I go drastic... Because it seems like the past like seven or eight months, I'll go like a week or two where I'm exercising, diet's right, and then something happens. I get tired, I start working too much, and I just naturally slip. I'll go three days where I don't really eat a whole lot, but I'm not really exercising, but I'm eating hot dogs from Quick Trip. Notice the common theme here? Quick Trip. And I'm not even eating out that much, except for Quick Trip. And it's just that... Next thing I know, I'm sitting in my car, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, my back. I'm like 25 years old. My lower back, it doesn't hurt, but my front part of my stomach is leaning so far over. I feel like I need to be fat shamed. I do. I feel like that's what I need. I need someone to come up to me, be like, Clint. I just need one of my guy friends come and be like, Clint. need to have an intervention. If I was a girl, I wouldn't fuck you right now. I wouldn't even think about sucking your titties. Even though they look delectable. It's like a... Ever made a... Ever actually smelled baby formula? I don't know. Maybe because I'm older. I probably wouldn't smell it that much. Or if I've ever had COVID. You don't even have to worry about it. But... I remember when I was younger. The smell of baby formula is fucking ratchet, dude. It is ratchet. And I felt like now it wouldn't even smell that bad. But what the fuck was I talking about? I've, see, this is what I'm talking about. I felt like my diet is actually starting to affect my memory, my train of thought. And I realized this video, I'm not even centered on the fucking video because that's how fucking off I am. But hey, that's why the podcast is off and beats. But I thought about renaming it to, hey... Welcome to I'll Just Go Fuck Myself Podcast with Clint. Actually kind of has a nice ring to it. But I don't want to change it now. Because often beat, it actually has meaning. But as I was saying. Like. I'm generally starting to get beyond a gut. I'm getting a beer belly without drinking the beer. Or the soda. I'm just eating foods at the wrong time. Sleeping a certain way. Just going to fuck myself. When she's like, oh, blow my back out. It's like, I would, but I might blow mine in the process. And uh, I do not want to kill two birds with one stone if you get my drift. Two birds, one stone. That's a cardinal rule. 
<laughs> except uh, except if you're like a cardinal for the fucking Catholic Church, then uh, there's no such thing as a cardinal rule because no rules apply to you. Fuck nine-year-old kids. No one gives a fuck. Because guess what? Jesus is human. So are you. Yeah, look, human behavior should have consequences. So if you rape little kids, um, shouldn't you, I don't know, face the consequences? I know God didn't make you perfect, but I don't think he made you to touch 11-year-old boys. I think, I think the thing, like, and someone was talking to me about this the other day. They were talking about how important religious, how important they don't know where they would be in life without religion. I was like, okay, that's great. I was like, I didn't really want to get into it conversation because I kind of knew where I was going to go. It's a guy who's always been trying to um, convince me to come to church, to his church specifically, because he really feels like I need him. It's like, first of all, if you ever want anyone that's questionable about something to do something, you don't force them to continuously go to that thing every fucking week. All it's going to do is turn me off. It's like, bro. I just don't want to. And on top of that, I feel like religion is one of those things where you got to do it when you're ready. If you haven't been groomed from like the age of four, no pun intended, to be religious of any type, once you get to like 20 or above, no one can really put you in the religion. You got to really go at your own pace and you got to do it because you want to because you actually want to learn and open up to that. And forcing people and kind of making them like, you know, you're never going to fix your life if you don't come here. It's like, really? Because I see a lot of people that go there. Seems like uh hasn't really been helping them as much either. Because you know what? Maybe your life's not the way you want because it doesn't have a whole lot to do with your religion. Just a thought. And I don't even care to talk about religion like that. But he just kept pressing me about it. And I'm like, and I really started thinking about it, like religion and politics have really become the same way that people think. They both, to my opinion, have taken the ability for people to objectively interpret life or interpret whatever they're trying to assess or give their opinion on and actually be able to think for themselves. Like, it's like you have to... It's really... Politics is really kind of cult-like. And people will make... The obvious of why religion can be cult-like. But the thing about politics that it has become cult is for the simple fact that it's this it's this vacuum way of thinking. There is no real nuance in politics. Because you're almost a betrayal if you think of anything that's a lineage. I look at Democrats and Republican like a Venn diagram, right? The... Things that you need to believe in are laid out on each thing. And if you don't believe in those things, then you're either... If there's a few things you don't believe in, because the way they think is like, you can't be pro-abortion, but then anti-this. You can't be pro-this and anti-that, because it's kind of contradicting. Which, in a way, kind of. But the ability to think for yourself and not actually let... A league or an organization or a 
And by legal organization, I'm talking more uh, politics side. For religion, it has to do more with current modern teachings of it. And I think the issue that sometimes, like, I don't think anything really is supposed to be literal interpretation. And I think that's sometimes where uh, religion kind of loses its value for some people that aren't religious, that didn't grow up religious, for the simple fact that when the Bible was written and all that stuff, and it was supposed to be interpreted for that specific time frame. You're supposed to take values and interpret it to modern times. But, like, life, like, if God, man, like, if God were to come down to earth and be like, look, I wrote this, I wrote this book to just kind of give you an assessment of what we did and values are important. Look, if we would have had you know, buildings and infrastructure and teachings and tender. You know what? Probably would have wrote it a little different. Because if you thought I committed sins then, who today? Like, you really don't think Jesus would have committed more sins than the worst sinner on earth? I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like politics has become more cult-like thinking than actually thinking. Because, oh, I will say this. Charlie Kirk, um, I just want to send a big go fuck yourself to Charlie Kirk. And beyond, before I did the last video, last episode, I talked about Simone Biles essentially the whole episode. About how a lot of people are calling her this and that on the internet. And honestly, I didn't even see, I, I, I probably had a good idea what Charlie Kirk would say, but I didn't know he actually did a whole thing about it. But apparently, the other night, right after I posted the episode, like, later that day, I came across the Charlie Kirk video basically calling Simone Biles a sociopath, which, ironically, a person calling someone a sociopath for gymnastics so he can brag to others about them winning gold like he won it so it's almost like you're using people as props to prop your own country to prop your own bragging rights for what i don't know when you really wear it like that but but everything i've ever mentioned about charlie kirk before you can multiply by 20 he just really like Like, you hear the term egghead, and he actually looks, his face, his head, actually looks like a fucking egg. This is no chicken in the egg theory. He is chicken, but I can, uh, I don't think he's getting yoked anytime soon, just gonna say. But yeah, just want to send a big, uh, fuck you. Charlotte Kirk, I felt like the internet's done enough of that to him. But I'm definitely not surprised of all this. You can look up the video of he says Simone and all that shit. He's just a fucking douche, to say the least. All right, let's pivot off of that. Let's uh, throw the second base and pivot. 
Keep your foot down. You got to post up and score. And I'm going to score. All right. All right. I'm tired as hell, man. I'm tired of being tired. I've been, I really feel like I'm starting to get... I'm starting to actually feel the effects of getting older. And I'm not even old. I should actually be in my physical prime, probably. But I'm in my physical decline. And really have no one but myself to blame. Because, you know, got the old man to rebound. I don't even know how much I fucking weigh now. I feel like I'm 290, but I'm probably like 270. But yeah, no, this... I See... When you get to that, here's the stages of being, getting fat and overweight. When, here's the stages of it. When you get to that state where it's not, you can't use the water weight excuse anymore. You can't use the, uh, just bloated. Eh. Uh, if I just do a week of this, that, and the other, I'll feel fine again. Like, nah. I'm starting to enter to the, this is going to be a six-month turnaround just to get back to the basics type of thing. Like, this shit's getting real bad. Like, I've really, like, woo, man, woo, woo. And for people, bro, all you gotta do is go outside and do some jumping jacks. It's like, you know what, if I, I'm going to have a lot of questions if I just see some doing a sidewalk doing jumping jacks. You want to do jump rope? Fine. I can't just see you as a grown adult sitting there doing the YMCA on the sidewalk. I just can't. But, um, no. You know when you... And I I think the real, to be serious here, I really do think the reason why when people go from fit to pretty severely overweight the reason why it's so hard to even just get back to where they were before is the discouragement they feel when they are actually working out because when you let yourself get to a point and you're sitting there in the gym and after four push-ups you're shaking you're uh shaking bacon and because you are not on fire you are not a you were you're burning all right, but you're not a you're not a burning the mirror with your abs. You're just a you're just burning your cell count because you're just trying to get it back to normal, your red T cells. But when you're sitting there and it's like every single struggle rep you do, every shake in your body when you become severely overweight or out of shape. When not that long ago you were pretty you were a stud muffin. People were biting your uh, sugar crystals on top. But you're sitting there, and you're doing curls, and you're not really feeling the tight and you're not feeling the tightness in your biceps because it's a little harder to get to the bicep because there's a lot of flubber in the way. Rest in peace, Robin Williams. Um It's a lot of every it's like every rep you do is like it's like this shame. It's like this shame. Like, you fat fuck. You really... The worst part is, like, you let yourself get here. You piece of shit. You gotta almost, like, shame yourself. And then you go home. Think you had a great workout. Then you get discouraged because you feel like shit. 
You get sad and depressed. And what do you do? You go to Quick Trip and get fucking hot dogs. <laughs> There's a common theme here. Quick Trip is uh, it's not helping your boy out. Why do you have to? Why do you? You know, I would just love to go in there. And you guys just not have the griller items ready for me. Don't have the steak and cheese taquitos. Don't have the 99 cent egg rolls. Don't don't add new type of brats. Johnsonville brats. Don't don't have those jalapeno cheddar sausages. You're not helping the boy out. Jesus Christ. Do you really need them to be available at 2 a.m.? I know I can say no, but you can't say no. It's a quick trip. See that at McDonald's. Neither, and believe it or not, I think Quick Trip's at least a better substitute. But it's like every rep you're doing, it's like, bro, this is going like when you are struggling, like, man, this is not gonna be a quick turnaround. When you have that realization of how far you let yourself go, it's like, man, this is wow. You piece of shit. And seriously, no, I think a lot of people can relate when they let, when they, I'm not talking about you gain like 10 to 15 pounds in five months. Like, no. When you start getting that gain in 45 pounds, 30 to 45 pounds in a pretty half a year or a year, and you stop working out, you start enjoying life a little bit. And when it catches up to you, it catches up to you quick. Like a month and a half ago, I was like, oh, damn, all right, I need to get it together. I was like, you know what? I just kind of kept doing the same thing, and it felt like I've, I've it's gotten ten times worse in the past past month and a half than it did the previous six months combined. Cause like when it hits, it hits, man, and man, it is hitting bad. I'm not too worried about it. I know I have what it takes to work ethic to do what needs to do. It's just, man, this shit sucks. <clears throat> Again, no one to blame on myself, but man, it fucking sucks. Because it's not like you do five workouts a week, and then in three weeks, you start seeing results. Like, this is going to be something you're not really going to see the results for a good three months. You may lose weight. You may cut down, but man, you're... You got to be careful, because if you do it, it's a real thing about going too hard too fast when you have been sedentary of extreme exercise or even very potent exercise because that's how that's how you get injured and then you get injured you got for another six seven months except this time it's not by choice and then what do you do you get depressed you blow up 350 and then guess what you think you hate yourself now clint you're gonna hate yourself five months from now get your shit together i wouldn't even say do sit-ups because you're just really cramping your varicose veins in your stomach. Just get off your ass. Go on the treadmill that people say don't really work. And just start doing shit, Clint. Start doing it. Get out of your head. Each push-ups you do, call yourself a fat fuck. Do what you gotta do, man. I know your shoulder strength ain't there. I know your forearm strength ain't there. I know your hands shake. I know you can't even lift over your shoulder. I know you're you're legitimately like it's not even beer but like this actually legit fat. It's not like rolls. It's like kind of hard, but it's more like just an expansion. You know, if you've ever seen Christian Bell and the Machinist, except the complete opposite. You remember that part where he has like his 
back sticking out because he's walking because he's on so much drugs. But he's like 110 pounds. He lost so much weight. Like, his legs are so atrophy. Then, like, his ribs and stuff. It's like, except for me, I only have my gut sticking out because my back support isn't there. Man, more of the stories, kids. Stay off hot dogs. Stay off the fucking hot dogs. That fucking extra 100 calories you had, the coleslaw to each buns. The buns itself are like 150 calories for each. That's 300 if you get two. Because you have to get two. It's only a dollar more for a second one. Then the hot dog itself is like 270. Then, don't, if you add fucking ranch and shit. God damn it, Clint. What the fuck is wrong with you? Absolutely nothing. But hey, like the intro, Clint, I love you just the way God made you. He don't make no mistakes. Except when it uh, comes after 1 a.m. and Quick Trip is your kryptonite. He made a lot of mistakes. Letting you enjoy food. Just imagine how different the world would be if you didn't need food to eat to survive. Like, what, what if we really didn't? Like, could you imagine if your body could... Gain muscle and survive without food, right? Let's say they were to give you a, let's say like they were to give you a shot or a chip or a vaccine, which wouldn't really be a vaccine because vaccines are for preventing things. This is to prevent you, I guess, from eating. So it's like the anti-fat vaccine. But what if there was like a chip or a shot or something they could put in you where you never have to eat food again? You just like, you could drink all the liquids you want, get the same benefits and everything. You could drink water and nothing else. And you could keep your muscle mass and train the way you want, get strong, lean, and everything. And if you were to eat food, it would literally just because you want to gain calories faster or whatever. But you could get strong as hell without food, right? Let's say it created proteins and all that shit. It was just a magic shot, and you can function your body, gain muscle, do everything you could. I wonder if we didn't need food to survive, would we eat it still? Because I do think there is an enjoyment just the gathering. And even if you don't get, even just eating by yourself, there's a comforting feeling that has nothing to do with what you actually feel when you eat it. Just the idea of shoving something in your mouth, pause, but of eating, like there's a calmness to chewing food. Even chewing gum, there's a calmness. Anything like you're chewing where there's taste, swallowing, pause, chewing and swallowing, like there's a calmness, and I think there's like endorphins and serotonins it brings off. But if your body didn't need any food, I'm pretty sure there's people that wouldn't do it, but I still think people would eat. Because I think there's something about enjoying things that taste good. Enjoying foods that... Make you feel good. I don't know. What if we didn't have to eat food? Would more people be in shape? I actually don't think it would make a world of a difference. Because I think people that like food like food. I'm sorry. Once in a while, I'm going to want a Crunchwrap Supreme for Taco Bell. I don't care if I need it or not. It's going to happen. Jesus, I want to touch your thyroid and hope you know I love your thighs.
Right. Oh, man. Let me stick a needle. I just want to stick a needle in someone's booty. Just to see it glow. Just to see you glow and expand. While you sit all day in the sun floundering for free. Flopping like a biscuit from Red Lobster. I wonder if those fucking lobsters. One of those fucking lobsters at Red Lobster. They put those tape around their claws. Like they're gonna fucking claw another lobster. <laughs> what are they gonna call it? Lobster. So when a guy. So when a guy lobster. If he says something mean to a female lobster. Does he say, hey, look at that lobster, bitch. That was a really bad joke. Lobster bisque. But I was trying to say bitch, but like lobsters. Guy lobsters probably called girl lobsters lobster bisque. It's because, you know, they want to eat their soupy insides. Oh, sweet tomato. Talk about dipping in that. What if, you know, what if when we're eating rock, what if when we're eating lobsters, we're dipping all those unnecessary clogging our arteries with those unnecessarily hot garlic butter oil. Those shrimp scampi or lobsters always way too much fucking oil. Even for me, I get a little sick of all that shit. I wonder if that's like, uh, that's like pre-cum for them. They're just kind of used to it. Maybe they're cum. And we're just using the lobster's own cum. And we dip them in their own cum. Which means, I guess it's fair to say. Welcome to the cum lobsters. Oh, lobster cum. Lobster must come. I really didn't have that punchline set up. I really fucked that up. Alright, that's probably signed in the pod. Um, you can tell I'm not really focused. The combinations because I'm fat and diet sucks. Back's kind of in. My posture sucks. Everything just sucks right now. Don't you love this negative energy? I got energy, got a lot of energy, got a lot of negative energy. I know, the, I know it's enemies, but you know, the song's energy. Got a lot of people trying to dream me of this energy, but I just really think it's the die, the diabetes getting back. Jesus, need to get it together. All right, I think I'm going to cap it off there. I've wasted yours and mine time. Probably could have done without the last 15 minutes of this uh, pod, but your boy doesn't know how to edit. Or doesn't, well, I know how to edit, just can't. Fiscally and literally. But hey, hopefully sooner than later, you don't need no one else. You don't need no one else. Else. You don't need no one else Except You probably do If Drake says Well if Drake says you don't need no one else Then you know what You don't uh, Except Rihanna She's uh, 
Let's just say she's getting punched by a little Rocky over there. ASAP. I guess she can say she doesn't have a lot of fucking problems. Maybe Drake can solve them. Ooh, I love it when this beat is on. Uh, Alright, I'm done. I'm done. I'm fucking done. Alright, guys. That was episode 31 of the Off and Beat Podcast. Um, Like and subscribe. I know none of y'all made this far. And I'll just go fuck myself in the meantime. Get, get my shit right. But while I'm getting my shit right, I'm still gonna pump this shit out. Because you know what? This pod doesn't deserve the short end of the stick. Only you guys. Alright guys. Have a great fucking Monday. And I won't be off work till Saturday. But you know what? I'm still gonna make some during the week. Hopefully by Saturday. I lose a little bit of the stomach. Whew, man. I need to really lose some weight. Alright, guys. Have a great Monday.